In today's episode, we discuss corporate sports media broadcasters becoming unhinged when their woke agendas are challenged. We look at the NFL refs finding new ways to inject themselves into the game. And is actor Alec Baldwin at risk of going to prison? This and much, much more. It's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda, the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically, nothing is out of bounds, and every subject is fair game. Coming up, NHL Pride Night brings the sports media's hypocrisy to light, and NFL's refs will now flag your ass for using a blade of grass. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. It's time to get off the sideline and into the game. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show, Sideline the Agenda. So glad to have you here. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Gentlemen, how are we? So Doing glad good. that you're here. Doing good. Glad Amazing. to be here. Got a lot of stuff Beautiful to talk week. about. Yeah, and and we got the uh, the divisional round of uh, uh, the the NFL playoffs uh, coming up this weekend as well. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of different things this show. We're going to talk about the response to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman um, uh, Ivan uh, Provorov and his decision not to participate in the NHL's Pride Night. Um, he's catching a lot of flack and outrage uh, for that. Uh, by by corporate sports media, of course. So, you know, most of the people in in in, in the, the the regular public uh, uh, seem to actually you know support his decision. Anyways, Tony Dungy, he's uh, triggered a, 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 a handful of those in in, in uh, sports media as well um, for opting to uh, stand up for life. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that and uh, the NFL officials finding rules to uphold further injecting themselves into the game. Um, we're going to, we're going to cover that as well. A uh, lot going on, um, locally, a lot going on in the world, Chris, you know, the, the, yeah. the Davos and the, uh, yeah. world economic forum, those that seek to control you, I, and everybody else. I mean, just the, uh, uh, you, you actually kind of have to, you know, respect this in, in, a source, in, a, in a certain form where, where you, you can see, think so highly of yourself <laughs> yeah. that you think that you can get together with another group of people and decide how the world should operate and how the world <laughs> should, should run things. And, and no doubt you have, uh, you attract certain individuals, certain players like, you know, uh, you know, Carrie and, uh, um, oh, uh, the guy uh, who Al, Al Gore, who, who invented it. the internet, right? You know, so uh, <laughs> Klaus Schwab, Klaus, Klaus Schwab, <laughs> you shall eat the bugs, <laughs> and you, you shall like, have the nothing, and you will be happy. <laughs> Guy's exactly. a real life super villain. Yeah, he's a Bond villain. Totally. I mean, he dresses <laughs> he really like is. one, you know. I mean, I mean, and where did he come from? My God, you know, it's like who who elected him? You know. Uh, uh, Bond villain of the world. <laughs> exactly. Who elected any of these people? Right. <laughs> they elect any of them. We remember it wasn't actually too long ago. You know, we're all old enough to remember that this whole uh, global elite conglomerate that would meet up and and kind of plan things on the world for the world stage. Uh, that was just a, a master conspiracy theory. That it was, of course, just a it's ridiculous. 
And now right. it's just totally out in the open. It's it's no one even really cares about it anymore. But more and more people are starting to care. And yeah, you got I mean, you name it from all over the world. They're there. And uh, I, I one of the, the cool things was seeing some of these journalists, these independent journalists that are actually journalists, uh, trying to track down some of these CEOs and ask them questions. And of course, they just get ignored because nobody ever gets these people to do an actual interview and have to answer real questions like the CEO of Pfizer, for example, with all the carnage that's been going on with his vaccines. Right. There's tons of videos of these people getting stopped or not even stopped because they just keep walking. Um, Klaus Schwab, one, the CEO of Pfizer, another, and I'm several people. Um, but yeah, it, it's just kind of interesting. You, they're, they're planning, you know, what's going to be the agenda. This is kind of the agenda of all agendas that needs to be sidelined. Uh, the, the, the climate change, of course, is, is one big one. Uh, the freedom of speech is another thing. They want to be able to control the narrative, control the, the talking points for the world. They also want to be able to tell you what you can and can't eat. So they, they, one of the guy was giving a speech talking about how, how a billion people need to stop eating meat so that that's right that would make the same difference as if he doesn't you know have to take his plane because um, <laughs> all these guys are flying private jets everywhere, but it's okay for them, but it's not for you. Not okay for you. You can't use air conditioning or or eat red meat or, or any of that kind of stuff. So yeah, lot lots to pay attention with. You know, for, for all you listeners out there. This is, like I said, kind of the agenda of all agendas out there. These unelected elites that are uh, kind of got their fingers in in various corporations and and uh, governments all over the world, and they've been steering, especially these last like three years with the whole COVID thing and the Great Reset and all that kind of stuff. Um, so definitely something to be aware of and. You know, when you really think about it, because we were laughing when we were first talking about it, how these guys are like Bond villains and and just ridiculous characters. They, these people are pathetic. You know, they want to run other people's lives. They got tons and tons of money. They don't need money. So what else do they want to do? They just want to run people's lives. Um, and, and they just need to be laughed at. They need to be ignored. They need to be laughed out of the building. But unfortunately, it's not a laughing matter because they really are affecting our lives. So people need to stand up, get aware. And uh, if you just don't comply, you know, that they have no power. And and we, we see that there's always going to be backlash. Like I know we're going to get into it with the, the hockey player. And like you mentioned with Tony Dungy, as soon as you go against their narrative, oh man, the backlash comes, but they're a paper tiger. They have no power. And the more people that stand up and stand on their principles, the, the faster their paper tiger will collapse. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the hope. Did you see that uh, uh, the clip though, that NBC clip with the uh, Moderna CEO, where um, he he pretty much admitted live on air that uh, they were uh, working on a COVID uh, vaccine <laughs> in January 2020. Uh, did you did you see? I think I got the clip right here. Here here it is. The last time we were here in Davos in the winter, uh, it was uh, January 2020. Yeah. And I saw you at that point, and we were at a breakfast um, right over here at the Belvedere. I remember. And you came up to me in this small room, and you were talking about how you had actually, the, you were working on a vaccine mm-hmm. for, for COVID. And at that point, COVID-19 didn't even really exist yeah. in our minds. We, we were just hearing that. about the yeah. I think there was no name at that time. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, isn't wow. that some crazy spooky stuff? You know, like they're, they're you know, it, it wasn't even really mainstream uh, uh, news at that moment. And they were already right. on it, working on the vaccine. Anyway, um, like you said, that's uh, where the aspiring Bond vil- villains go. 
uh, to uh, <laughs> c- control the uh, the underlings, such spin as their ourselves, webs. and spin, exactly spin their webs. And you Our, got Al, Al Gore yo, going yeah, on a rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole world's gonna flood, and oh my Man, gosh, like, out there. I'm super yeah, wasn't it? It was. Remember, I was in high school at the time, and we had to watch that stupid documentary that he put out just to show you just. Uh, he it's literally had his documentary tree. forced on all of the public schools. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, the ice caps are going to melt in 10 yeah, years by 2013. Yeah, it's, it's all going to be flooded and, and nothing happened. Forcing it's a new it. thing they roll out every 10 years because they just they, they want to be able to control you and tell you what exactly. you can and can't do in the name of saving the planet. In the name of saving you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While they <laughs> their pockets. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's their game. Yeah. While they get mega rich. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on uh, to some more uh, pop culture news. Uh, Alec Baldwin, um, New Mexico uh, First Judicial District Attorney Mary uh, Karamak Altweiss, and prosecutors announced that they will charge Alec Baldwin and armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed with two counts, each of involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the movie set Rust. Rust, excuse me. Um, the announcement of the chain charge uh, comes over two years after Alec Baldwin shot and killed 42-year-old cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza with a live round from a prop gun. According to CBS News national correspondent Chris Van Cleve, assistant director David Hall has signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. The terms include a suspended sentence and six months probation. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about this. A lot of people don't like Alec Baldwin. Um, you know, I certainly am no fan, especially of him personally and his politics and his viewpoints. The guy seems like a, you know, a definite ass, but I don't know when, when they talk about, you know, him potentially, you know, getting a prison sentence here. I, I think that this is far fetched at best. I mean, you, you have, I mean, he's an actor. He goes, he, he stands where he's told to stand. He does what he's told to do. Um, you know, when it comes down to the, the, uh, the safety of those on set, that actually is the assistant director's role on a movie set is to, to ensure the, the safety of everybody. Now, far be it for me to, 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 to think that a, an assistant director, you know, who works for movies should, you know, have a very in-depth knowledge of, of, you know, um, uh, guns and armory and how that works. I mean, obviously to me, like this is all completely on, uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, who was the, uh, the, the armorer and actually loaded the weapon. I mean, I know that there's problematic statements that Alec Baldwin has made. He's, you know, he's talked about in post interviews, uh, you know, uh, how, how he's had, you know, firearm safety training and, and, and years of firearm experience. To me, that's just stupid actor speak for like, hey, some guy <laughs> on set explains to me like, hey, this is a gun. Right. You know, right. Chase, you put it down here. And then, you know, and when they yell action, it's shoot them up time. You know, <laughs> just, right. it's just, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've had a lot of. A lot of gun training, you know, like, yeah, right. You know, like he's not been on a round, he on a range, you yeah. know, I, I seriously I've doubt been using he can, gun for 45 he, years. Yeah. He can't tell you the four basic rules of, you know, gun safety, you know, uh, you know, the, the, keep your finger off the trigger yeah. until you're ready to fire. Uh, never point the gun at anything that you're not willing to shoot. And, uh, right. you know, when you, 
assess your target. You consider, you know, what is b- behind it and uh, always treat the gun like it's loaded. Uh, yep. and, and I know that he's also made statements that, you know, I didn't pull the trigger. The gun just magically went off. You know, it's like, uh, it, just, it just happened. I was, you know, that all of a sudden the gun just came to life, you know? Yeah. Um, again, people who are completely ignorant when it comes to guns, they, they, they just, maybe they think that something like that can happen. Um, I don't know if he was maybe playing a little bit of wordplay and he actually just cocked the hammer back because it was revolver, you know, opposed to pulling the trigger. Maybe the trigger was already pulled and he, you know, maybe just flipped the hammer back. I I don't know, releasing the action. Uh, But uh, far be it from me to think that he's actually going to be guilty here uh, when it ultimately comes down to the responsibility of the armorer uh, who, who loaded a freaking live round. Uh, you know, on a movie set, who does that? And and I don't know if the intent was malicious. It's certainly concerning. Um, and this individual certainly doesn't seem to be um, adequate for the role that she had uh, in the position that she had. But uh, I think that, you know, I don't know. My personal take is that a lot of people don't like Alec Baldwin. And so they would like to see him go to prison. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I think that, you know, he's going to have to live with this for the rest of his life, knowing that he took a life. Um, but, uh, I don't think that, I don't think that the armor said, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> I have a gun here. I put a live round in it. So I want you, when they, you know, tell you to point the camera at the, you know, point the gun at the camera and shoot, you know, that's, you're going to be shooting a live round. And he's like, okay, great. Sounds great. You know, like I, obviously he, he went into that, uh, completely, you know, ignorant of what was, you know, about to happen. And, and, and I, I, I don't know, personally, I don't think he's going to, you know, uh, catch any jail time. Do you guys have any different opinion there? Well, I, I, I tend to agree that he probably isn't going to see jail time, but he absolutely deserves some culpability and at least a massive fine and some kind of probation where he can't be handling any kind of firearm on set, at least not for a long time. I mean, he, he wasn't just an innocent actor. You know, he's one of like the executive producers on, on this. Yeah. And yeah, but what does that mean though? You know, like they give, they hand those things out as, as for actors to make more money or have a higher percentage point in, in, you know, the, the back end. you know what I mean? Like the ownership of the project. I, 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 I don't know. I hear what you're I saying. Think, I mean, I think that it just points to he's, he, you know, he's he's not calling all the shots, but he's going to have a lot of sway on how the production is is being handled. And I true. think that that gross ineptitude bled out into some of these other departments to where you got someone in charge of an armory that probably shouldn't be there. Right. Um, and you know, someone's someone's dead now, and that that's a. That's a huge price to pay. And uh, I saw one of the lawyers interviewed, and they said that they found as many, I think there was as many as five live rounds on set. Like on his belt, like <sighs> his character's it's, belt. It's, it's it's horrible. And whether he didn't pull the trigger or not, the, the lawyer seems to be pretty sure that he did. Uh, just like you mentioned, those those four uh, rules, yeah, he broke every single one of those on that. And, you know, someone's dead and someone else could have died. And again, I don't think he's going to see jail time, but he, he definitely needs some kind of massive fine uh, penalty of some kind, probation, I mean, something. But I think the other person that you said in charge of the armory, they're going to see more of the the more of the, the major punishment, if you will. But yeah, tragic accident. You know, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Baldwin either, and especially some of his anti-gun stances, ironically yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, terrible situation. Um, all the way around, but so for someone to die, yeah, there's there's gonna be you, you can't just 
say, oh, well, you know, sorry, it was just an accident. We all were just completely inept, but, you know, none of us wanted to do this. Yeah, well, you know, that that's life, and you guys got to to pay the consequences for what happened. Yeah, it's it really is like, it's kind of the buildup of the the most ultimate suspense, uh, suspense of reality crime, you know, a detecting, uh, series where, you know, you get a, uh, a producer that's involved with actually establishing, you know, this, this, the scene as well as the film itself. And, and then he's the one with actual live ammunition. Um, and, and obviously <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's something that you, you can't even write it any better, but, I'm I'm looking back at you know actually what happened or what occurred. I mean I think Miss you know Gutierrez or, or Reed. I think she's 100% without a doubt very responsible for what what occurred. And even you know handing the gun that you know the 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 45 revolver to you know Mr. Baldwin. She even calls out you know cold gun meaning. There's no live ammunition within this gun. And so Alec Baldwin is just, I mean, how could anybody really reinspect? That's literally lack of faith of that person's and, and what they're supposed to be doing for their job. And he's supposed to be on set and, you know, and shoot a killer scene. And, and you know, he, I mean, I mean, how is he going to go and look at the bullets and stuff? He, he has to get ready for the scene. So, I mean, you can't really blame Alec Baldwin, unfortunately. He's just in a tough spot. And, you know, he has, he has, I mean, Scott, that's a great point. He's going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. And that's going to be tough enough for anyone. Obviously, you take someone's life, especially on set like this, a total accident, freak accident, you know, um, something has to be done obviously but uh you know whether we're blaming al baldwin uh just because he happened to shoot the the fake gun that should have had fake bullets in it and actually um what turned out to be a good shot uh i mean I, you can't really penalize him you gotta you gotta have to deep into it uh dig into it a little bit deeper and, and you know and, and and follow the follow the the rat trails and this leads back to you know terrible management and whoever is informing them or that safety person the armory person you know they definitely dropped the ball and they're the ones to blame it is a good point that chris makes though is that you know him being executive producer you know at least on paper he's he is somewhat in charge of managing uh what transpires on set or through you know hiring you know uh inept players um, and, uh, no doubt, uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed is, is, is definitely, you know, uh, suspect number one and, and holds the, the most amount of responsibility. Um, and, and, uh, but, but it, it, the key is, is that it is, uh, involuntary manslaughter charges. So, um, you know, he definitely can catch some of the blame for that. Um, for sure. But I do find it extremely interesting that again, like I said, on set for the, the assistant director, their, their job is safety. Uh, and, um, it, it, I thought it was funny that that person's already, you know, like cop to plea, you know, <laughs> he was the first one in like, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to testify. And probably then in turn testify against Baldwin. And of oh, course, yeah. uh, Gutierrez Reed as well to, to save his hiney. All right. Well then, you know, enough of that. I just thought that was interesting. That uh, came off the uh, newswire today and, uh, uh, thought that, uh, you know, that was, uh, something, uh, potentially worth talking about. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the national hockey league. Corporate sports media is becoming unhinged hinged regarding Philadelphia Flyers 
defenseman Ivan Provorov's decision not to come out for warmups on LGBTQ Pride Night. Uh, Provorov, he said, I respect everybody and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Um, each player uh, was required to wear a warm-up jersey featuring rainbow lettering, numbers, and logo, and publicly pledging allegiance to the LGBTQ plus community. Provorov, who uh, has personal convictions and a religious foundation, opted to not participate in the warm-up, leading to virtue-signaling broadcast cucks losing their minds in reaction to this news. Um uh, EJ Haradica, uh, uh, commentator on uh, NHL Network, he went as far as to suggest that Provrov should go back to Russia and fight and potentially die in the war against Ukraine. Let me see if I can uh, find that clip and bring that up for you because that, that to me was like one of the most, I don't know if you guys heard him say that, uh, but uh, that, that to me was mo- one of the most egregious comments uh, in response to to um, this situation. Um, let me just see, bring this up. Okay. It's, it's so loving. Yeah, exactly. And so, so accepting too, right? Here, here, here's, here's the part of that clip. That much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country. That's okay. Listen, you can feel any way you want, but the beauty is if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave Go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. So... Provorov, of course, is Russian. Um, isn't that just kind of you know disgusting? Wow. Isn't it interesting that they require you to bend the knee and genuflect to their agenda in the name of inclusivity, you know, in the name of, like, acceptance, in the name of tolerance, though their hypocrisy seems to know no bounds and is, you know, just, just downright evil when you hear responses like that. Um, and just just the vitriol alone um, is is just you know it's 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 a sight to be held right like it's just I, I can't I can't get over it. There was another commentator. Um, oh, I don't know even know this guy's name. You know, Sticky Mc Hockey Puck. I think is his name. Uh, who just like <laughs> completely lost his shit and went off um, and uh, went off on uh, because uh, Porovrov is an Orthodox Christian went off on the Christ- Christian religion and all that. I mean, this is a, a segment from uh, from his rant. Here we are. I, I just think the NHL has to do something here. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone. Dot dot dot. Unless unless you don't agree with gay rights, is not the phrasing of this. You're either in this or you're not. And one last point, nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked in people's lives who normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. You would throw up at what you saw. And I've seen that a million times in a lot of different ways. So don't, don't give me that, with respect. Don't give me that, because no one's perfect. All right, don't, tell me, don't, don't feed me the religious beliefs line, and all of a sudden the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Because that is insulting. That is the number one trending topic in Canada. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia. And if the NHL is serious about this, they say they are. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how serious they are today. But that whole thing was mishandled. And, I, and I, part of me couldn't believe it. 
Part of me could, considering how the NHL sometimes okay, with you. Uh, he, he he pounded on his desk, so you know he's serious. And, and, so and you would serious. throw up. You would throw up. Super serious, I would guys. throw up if you actually saw and could see. I would throw up. No, I mean... Uh, <laughs> This guy is Sid CX Zero. <laughs> That's a douche's name. Man, why why is the NHL uh, trying to throw in with the corporate you know uh, values uh, opposed to the values of their audience? Their audience clearly doesn't agree with this. I mean, talk about an overreaction. By the way, <clears throat> excuse right. me. Yeah. We're talking about a warm up jersey pregame, right? Now, the jersey itself was over the top. It's just like one big rainbow. It's like, what are you going to do? Take the ice? And it's like, oh, it's, uh, you know, like, like we're just going to drape you in this symbol symbolism, you know. And uh, like I said, everybody's going to, you know, visually pledge their allegiance, take a bended knee to this agenda and embrace this agenda by, by the, by, with the brand with the brand of the Philadelphia Flyers, with the brand of the NHL. And, uh, you know, actually you have an individual, Ivan Provorov, who says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm a man of faith. My faith does not support this lifestyle. I personally, as he says, respect everybody and respect everybody's choices. And my choice and my religion suggests that I'm going to sit this one out because it is in direct conflict with my morals and my makeup, you know, again, this night that's supposed to represent what acceptance, tolerance, you know, everybody having their own lifestyle choices, gay rights. What does that even mean? Pride night. Like, <laughs> so what exactly but it's not even that I mean, are the rights too, they don't have. But but real quick, it's not. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like it's Pride Night. It's not even like hey, gay rights. And I know that everybody would argue, well, it's all it's all part of it. It's all inclusive. It's in everything, you know. But it's like that's not even <laughs> how it's labeled. It's labeled Pride Night. Pride Night. Pride in regards to what a certain selection of people do with what do what they do with their stink. That's what we're <laughs> celebrating, <laughs> right? That's yeah, the pride. I mean, just like I wouldn't want to participate in a hetero night. Right. I don't want to per participate in a gay uh, pride night. I want to participate in a hockey game. Sports. <laughs> I want to watch sports. I wouldn't want it to be like, it's the Republican National Committee night. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's Democrat night where everybody's wearing blue. Like nobody wants that crap, you know. Uh, and and why NHL? Like NHL is like the, the the bastard stepchild here, where it's just to me, it's just kind of like a notice me, daddy. They, I mean, it's like they see where <laughs> they see that all all the other sports are 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 bending a knee to the corporate corporations and 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 their moral compass and and trying to virtue signal to them. You know your your LGBT, you know uh, Q plus X Y and Z agendas, and your Black Lives Matters agendas, and all that. And it's like, uh, to, you know, NHL's like, well, we we can do that too. Yeah. Hey, we're a sport too. <laughs> we can. We want to go woke and go broke. You know, and 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 you like I said, you want to talk about a, a, a an audience base that has that that you know does not 
does not reflect, does not, you know, fall in line with this ideology, you know, it's just to me, again, I just don't understand it. I don't, you know, why do you think that uh, the, the, the NHL is, is clamoring to do this? And then the blowback, man, I mean, you want to talk, talk, talk about authoritarianism. Yep. You want to talk about how evil these people are, where it's like their reaction is, geez, oh, it's a shame that Ivan didn't want to participate in this. I think that, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a good thing for these reasons. And, and hopefully, you know, we, we, we give, you know, wish him the best, you know, making the decision that he's made, you know, uh, no, no, it's ship his ass off to Russia so he can go die in the war against Ukraine. That's their reaction. Like in the moment. You know, it's 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 a, a strap him up to the post, get the whip out, and and lash him until he says he's Toby. Like that's their that's, rea- that's how they come at it. I don't know what's going on here. What's what's really afoot here? The entire leftist ideology has really shown their ass these last three years. They are complete and utter totalitarians. They want to be able to tell you what to think, what to say, how to behave, and if you don't. They will quickly cancel you, want to kill you if they could, ship you off somewhere to go die. And uh, yeah, just just kind of all out there in the open. But let's just cut straight to the bottom of this, both of what these guys said and, and are supporting. So one guy, you know, go off to Russia and fight Ukraine. Oh, what's so great about Ukraine that that they're really fighting for? Is it really for democracy when their, their dictator over there has banned the Orthodox Church, has locked up all of his... Uh, uh, all the counter um, parties over there, uh, the, the Nazi troops that they've got over there in Ukraine. You don't ever hear him talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the other guy, oh, don't bring religion into this. Don't give me that. What what else is it going to be? I mean, he clearly said that's his religious belief. Uh, like it or not, there are billions of people on this planet that have religious beliefs, and a lot of them agree with what he said. And it's no coincidence that his jersey sold out immediately because he's got a lot of supporters out there. I mean, I don't know what kind of player he is, if he's well-known or not, so who knows how many jerseys are even available. But they sold out. They better start making more. Uh, right. But you, you cut right to the, the bottom and cut right to the chase of this. These people, they, they don't like God. They don't like religion. This is their religion. Right. And these people are just like those uh, fanatical jihadists. It's like, if you don't convert to Islam, we kill you. If you don't convert to their woke leftist ideology of their LGBTQ+, plus, blah, 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 XYZ, uh, you know, then, then you're not a person. You deserve to die. There's no even kind of dialogue at all anymore with these people. It's a uh, my way or the highway, and it is it's completely totalitarian. And uh, that's not how these people used to be. I mean, it it seems like it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I guess it is now, twenty years ago, that they used to be all you know, peace, love, anti-war, um, you know, live and let live. What an actual liberal liberal would be. Now they're they're the complete opposite. They want to censor all your speech. Uh, anything they don't agree with is hate speech. If you don't go along with their social agenda and uh, don't let them groom kids and whatnot, they, then you're a bigot and uh, you're intolerant and you deserve to be shipped off to some kind of camp or whatnot. Yeah, it, it's disgusting. So good for him. I hope he continues to stand up. There needs to be a lot more people like this. We saw the one basketball player several years ago refuse to take a knee. He hasn't been seen in the league since. 
Um, so we'll see what happens with him because you know they're coming for him. They want him out of the league. That guy was just campaigning for the NHL to basically fire him because he's just not going out there for a warm-up. So this is the other thing. If, right. if they literally just didn't even report it, no one would have known. No one would have cared because really no one cares. It's these people right. that care. They're the ones that need to get this out through because they're trying to groom a generation this is what it's about they are trying to brainwash an entire generation to accept whatever they want them to accept and right now it's this whole trans deviant movement it's a deviant movement yeah and what i don't understand is how the heck did this get into sports guys if if i'm a professional athlete the last thing i'm wearing right before i'm getting ready for a game especially a contact sport like hockey is a freaking rainbow shirt and a damn, you know, rainbow looking, <laughs> you know, uh, hockey stick looking like a C's candy candy cane. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go out there on ice and you know, be skating around there looking like I'm going to do some figure skating. It's not happening. I'm gearing up for a damn game. Right. And so this this is what the agenda we this is the agenda, guys. We need to sideline this pride crap in sports. We need to get this out of here. This is no place for sports. These are grown men. You guys got to do this with gymnastics or something out on the other side <laughs> of men's sports and again this guy i mean he's russian absolutely but he's lived in the united states and this is the land of the free baby and whether you like it or not he has the absolute right to say hey i don't align with that and i'm gonna sit this one out go ahead and do what you guys got to do but i'll be ready for the game because that's what i came here to do i came here to compete and not you know skate on the ice and, and flag some ribbons around and feel like i'm oh what is that that's not pride for him when did this become our yeah. identity? When did this become NHL's identity? It never did. It never has. And you know what? It won't because guys like us will push against this and just state the facts. This is not the majority belief. This is a minority. And you guys, just like you tell him to go to Russia and go into the fight, and he could go somewhere else. No, 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 no. You guys can go somewhere else. You could go back up to Canada. You could go out of can uh, to hockey because NHL can run NHL the way they want to. And and you guys, you guys weren't there from the beginning. This isn't a pride sport. You, you guys even, you know, it's so. Why don't you guys take your own advice and, and go over there and play with your little ball and chain and do whatever it is what you want to do with some balls, right? <laughs> Another thing too, which I which I don't get is. You know, this guy, another another idiot, uh, Gord Miller, he's an international commentator. He gets on and he says, you know, Ivan Provovov had the right to refuse participating in the Pride Night activities in Philadelphia. Great, right? But then he follows it with the Flyers should have responded by not allowing him to right. play in the game. Yeah. And this brings me back to, you know, uh, Tampa Bay. I think last year it was where yep. it's five the double rate. Yeah, they five players they sit out of the game, and and so MLB kind of kind of went along with. Actually, the MLB didn't really do anything to those players, and uh, NHL shouldn't do anything to Ivan either. Um, but it kind of reminded me of those times as well. And so, I mean, if we're gonna sit by the same, if we're gonna if we're gonna sit ourselves by the same standard, then the same thing should have happened to Colin Kaepernick. The same thing should happen to you know other players that are basically you know. Uh, going away from the majority of what you know 
mainstream populist beliefs were like, okay, like, you know, if you don't want to do a certain thing, then you can't compete or you can't, you can't now partake. And, and since when do these commentators have any input, like the balls, the audacity, you know, the, you know, it just, you guys don't have any input of what's going on with franchises or, or, uh, the NHL and as a whole. You know, you guys are just commentating. You're you're bystanders. Yep. You're enjoying, uh, you know, j- guys like them to go out there and compete at a high level, and you guys reap the benefits for it. And they just forgotten their place. And I think that you know, there's definitely guys like us, and and a lot more millions and millions of people that would support that as well, and and push back to this narrative. This is bull crap. You guys need to, you know. Calm yourselves. We understand you're prideful about something, but keep that to yourself. There's nothing, has no place in the, in the in the world of sports. They do know their place, though. They're acting as enforcer for the corporations and yep. their uh, value systems and their desire to force their agenda on everybody else. I mean, there used to be a time. When, if something like this was to come along, you know, causes, what have you, you know, there might, somebody might opt to wear a ribbon, you know, somebody might opt to wear a certain colored hat, but they would opt to do it. Now it's switched to where it's like, you're required as an entire team to drape yourself from head to toe, practically in our cause, our agenda. And with zero um, thought to the individual. Everything now is just a monolith. Everybody has to think the same way and do the same thing. And that's how they want to train us to live and to act. And you have somebody like Ivan Provorov who says, you know, I'm an Orthodox Christian and you know what? I This goes completely against my foundation, my morals, my life choice style choices, right? And I just wonder too, you know, like why, why was he the only one, you know, why yeah. did it take this Russian player to, to, you know, what, what, what happened to men's balls and, and what did happen to men? Why? I mean, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays, I remember that I'm, you know, I, this is a pure assumption on my part. I doubt any of those were Americans. I mean, none of us are. What happened to the to, to to the home of the brave, land of the free, and home of the brave? Because you know you are free to do what you want. You should have that freedom to push up against the system and say, "No, man, I'm I'm not doing that." You know, whatever. You know, like like well wishes to all those that want to throw in for this cause. It's just not me. And be like, okay, all right, cool. But no, it's like, no, you will do this, and you will like it. And if you don't do this, we are going to campaign against your ass and get you to lose your job, to which yep. you will lose your money, to which you will lose your lifestyle, to which you will be destroyed. We will destroy you. Fall in line. And they've done that with everything. They've done that with the COVID vaccine. They've done it with uh, scaring people into you know uh, uh, saying black lives matter. No, no, all lives matter. No, black lives matter. You are you are straying from. The yep. platitudes. You need to. You need to get back. All lives matters. Duty. White supremacy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> no, it's just you know, and 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 what I get frustrated with is that there's there's this kind of because those commentators aren't they 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 have they have nothing to lose like there's they they have no stakes they're not gonna by doing by putting on their big virtue signal that they did throwing a big tissy fit and pounding the desk. 
You know, those guys aren't going to lose anything. If anything, they're going to gain. They know that. They're going to climb their corporate system by being morally outraged. I'm standing up for the LGBTQ plus XYZ community. How dare you? But he, his ass ain't sitting on the set all draped in the rainbow. That's what they, I mean, I, it's just so, you know, to me, it's, it's the hypocrisy is just like, it's, it's just, it's so deafening. It's so thick. It's so disgusting that you have one guy on one side of his mouth say, how dare you not, not support gay rights and, and pride night, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, be accepting of people from, from all, all walks of life. You fucking Christian, <laughs> you know, that's it. How dare you, you religious, you religious loons. You guys should all be, you should all be, you know, eradicated, you know? Oh, geez. How accepting that, that person is. How accepting of all yeah. lifestyle yeah. Well, choices that What was that guy that saying? He's like, is. how many times have I seen someone use their, their religious view to do something horrible? Millions and millions of times. Like, what are you even talking about? Exactly. Dude? Just shows you these guys hate religion. These guys they hate God because yeah. they know that that is what stands against their whole lifestyle and their whole point of view on life and it, it's it's contrary and they don't like it and they want to go to war against it and because well, you know, god is 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 you know you you can't control god you, right. if somebody's allegiance is to god you can't control them that's right because their moral system their their moral values and thought processes at a higher level than what you can reach and and you that's know it, it. And you know you have Standing no power in your over that individual. And so you need to try to destroy their God in order to, you know, replace God. And, well, and man, it's it's the vitriol that's behind it, man. It's yep. just it's it's it's, it's idolatry, it's, pride is their God. Combative. It's like, no, we can't spread. We talk about anything other than that. It's just a yearning <laughs> to get right, but they don't want to do it. That's crazy. I mean, uh, speaking of uh, more of this, uh, uh, Tony Dungy, you know, took a stance. We'll get we'll get to this. Actually, let's uh, take our little quick uh, break first. We'll talk about Tony Dungy, but first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Give us a five star review and tell your friends about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at sideline agenda sideline the agenda get off the sideline and into the game yes please follow us and uh share the show with your friends because uh you know th these are the kinds of stuff that we're talking about we're trying to sideline these agendas that you see out in the corporate sports world that is trying to infiltrate sports entertainment and and um trying to control you and your mind. Uh, speaking of Tony Dungy, uh, Hall of Fame football coach Tony Dungy, he announced on Twitter that he will be attending the March of Life in Washington, D.C. The two-time Super Bowl champion, he won the Super Bowl as a player and also as a coach, said he will attend to support those unborn babies who don't have a voice. It will be the first time at the it will be his first time at the rally, and it has sparked criticism. Surprise, surprise! From the corporate sports media, Dave Zirin, sports editor for the Nation, said uh, he is done with Tony Dungy and the way the NFL and NBC coddle his right wing extremism. 
I mean, <laughs> off the bat, <laughs> you realize that uh, Dave's comments will, will 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 definitely be in good faith, right? <laughs> Ziran <laughs> says Dungy is someone venerated throughout the NFL world as a man of character, but has spent years as an anti-gay bigot. He said publicly and proudly that he would not want gay football player Michael Sam on his football team. Well, of course he did. So Michael Sam was terrible. Yeah. Nothing to do with him being gay. The, the guy was not a good player. <laughs> anyway. He, he said, uh, Yeah. He said, well, yeah. More ways than one, right? <laughs> hey, uh, ass. and he sucked ass anyway um he said over a decade ago that he disagreed with the lifestyle of jason collins the first out active male gay player in the main uh or uh, uh, in the main four north american sports this is a dungy staple calling being lgbt or excuse me being lgbt a lifestyle even after people have said to him repeatedly how harmful it and outdated such a description is he simply doesn't care he also uh, ripped the nfl and nbc where dungy hosted uh, football night in america uh, for celebrating him and his politics if dungy wants a show on the daily wire more power to him zirin wrote but his being center stage on the most watched program in the country makes nbc and the nfl complicit in his disinformation and political posturing uh, like Dungy, neither NBC nor the NFL has commented about his latest eruption, but their silence speaks volumes. It's a silence that almost that is almost as loud as Dungy's hateful blather, almost as loud <laughs> as the thousands of people descending upon Washington, some oh mandatorily to celebrate a fascistic, discredited Supreme Court and the loss of our rights. It's shameful, <laughs> and we should not be afraid to say so. Well, this guy, he's a he's probably a pleasure to hang out with, I'm sure. You know, oh, just a, just an absolute joy around the dinner table. <laughs> Look, there's no room for dissent, is there? I mean, there's no room for difference of opinion or value system. It is all or nothing with them, isn't it? Uh, uh, he, he he wants to go to a march of life, guy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he wants he he cares about uh, uh, the lives and the rights of unborn babies. And, and, and it, it, it's it, he catches this kind of vitriol, you know. I, I mean, it, it's it's amazing to me. Um, they, they they really do despise men of character uh, because they know that uh, they're strong. Like we talked about, if you believe in God, you believe in something greater, you know. Uh, and 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 Dungey, he's you know he's unbending and 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 he won't yield at the you know these platitudes of of, of the left and and. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't yield to the 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 populace. You know, people of men of 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 moral foundation don't yield to the populace. Ivan Provorov doesn't yield to to the populace. They they walk their walk of of their own personal vindictions and 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 and, and uh, you know uh, have uh, like I said a moral compass. And and people without a moral compass they despise that. They absolutely yep. despise it. Um. I don't know. It's just uh, the the problem to me too is it's it's just the silent majority. You know, people they they need to start speaking up about this, shouting this kind of nonsense down. You know, otherwise these these uh, goons they win. Um, I don't know. Is this just more of the same in regards to the reaction to Tony Dungy? Is any of this? Uh, 
<laughs> is any of this uh, it's, justified? It's, it's basically the same as as the last guy. I mean, this guy clearly has religious beliefs, and they hate that, and nothing drives them more up the wall than, especially a Christian, but someone that sticks to their religious foundation and, and sticks to their guns, if you will, and doesn't bend to whatever new social agenda they want to throw their way. And not only that, but once you start talking about abortion, oh man, that really drives them up the wall because they, I don't know what it is, but they it's love killing those kids. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's just the, 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 the rebellion of it uh, to do something so heinous that they, they can literally take innocent lives like that. Um, it, it's really pathetic, but I've watched a lot of football over the years and I have literally never heard Tony Junji ever talk politics. And this guy's ranting and raving like he's some Trump supporting right wing, like <laughs> RNC speech giving guy. <laughs> I've never heard him talk politics. I've heard him talk about his faith a few times. Uh, usually when there's some kind of subject that brings it up, he's usually not out, out and out, uh, out in the open about it, just in the middle of a of a game, just, you know, talking about how he's anti-abortion, <laughs> uh, pro-life. Uh, so yeah, th- th- this guy is on the cancel parade already wants to, uh, you know, take this guy's livelihood away. And that kind of answered your own question from earlier is why do we not see more people doing this? Because, you know, they're all beholden to their jobs and their money and they don't want to lose it and their security and, and whatnot. But the sad part is, is if that silent majority actually did all stand up at once, they could end it. They could end it immediately. Uh, not only with these social movements and agendas, but also like we were talking about earlier with the World Economic Forum and, and their agendas to infiltrate governments and have their policies put in place that could all be ended immediately. It could all be ended tomorrow. If when the whole COVID lockdown thing started, if if people just said, no, I'm not going to stay in my home, I'm going to continue to live my life, it, it, it would have even been two weeks to slow the spread. It wouldn't have been one day. But here we went on like another two years. So people need to realize their power. There's there's power in, in the majority if they just decide to stand up. But unfortunately, because of the, the people that are in power now, and, you know, when you don't have a big platform and a lot of support, like someone like a, a Dungy will, you know, they'll just, they'll just straight up fire you. And a, a lot of people are, they just don't have anything to fall back on. So they don't. And that's how we've gotten this far. Because when we had the chance to stand up, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it's just been a slow totalitarian tiptoe to where now we're, we're, you know, deep in the waters here and it's, it's starting to flood. So good for Dungy, good for standing up for life. Um, if you're in the area, you should attend. Um, but just you can't let these people railroad us anymore or, or people that think like him. Or even if you don't think like us or like him, just you still got to stand for what you believe in. And But man, it's if it's religious or it's pro-life, that those are the two things that really drive them nuts. Yep, I was just going to say that. That is like up their alley. They hate freedom of speech. They can't stand it. And honestly, um, they love toxicity. Like this guy, Tony Dungy, he's, I mean, he's, you don't get better than that, right? Um, Tony Dungy should just fire back and say, hey, I think you guys are racist. You know, I'm the first African-American head coach that won a Super Bowl, and I think you guys are racist. I think you guys are hate crime, right? It's just to kind of put them back on the heels and, you know, pretty much, you know, 
fight them with their own fire, you know. But uh, Tony Dungy, he's just an, an awesome man, father of 11 children, right? Eight of whom were actually adopted. You know, he's openly about fostering, you know, over 100 different kids, obviously not at the same time, but through the years. As of right now, he's currently fostering with three children. I mean, just an outstanding uh, gentleman that's pro-life, right? And just a, an absolute role model for anybody to look up to, not just a coach, not just, you know, a, a, a player, an athlete, right? But just an all-time, you know, happy person to be around. And I think that anybody that comes with that, you know, energy or aura, you know, these naysayers, they want to bring them down and they want to bring them down to their level, to their unhappiness, their, you know, uh, in dark dwelling type you know, creatures, you know, inhibitions. And honestly, I mean, with to- Tony Dungy, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy for the guy. I think he's actually going to speak. Um, this is the fifth, uh, 50th, uh, March, you know, uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary. And I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, especially the man at his age and his, you know, impact and, and he's using his platform for, for, for the better. And again, it doesn't follow in line with what they believe. So they automatically want to, want to drag him and, and, and bring it down. And it's just despicable. And actually, I, I think over a long period of time, people are going to start waking up to this crap and be yep. like, Hey, this is bull crap. You guys need to, you know, Play with your, get your ball and go play over there. And enough of your your negativity, enough of your hate. And honestly, start pr- practicing what you preach. If you say love is love, you know, practice that. You know, get back to self assessing who you are. Really dive deep into who you are as a person and into your inner soul. And and honestly, I mean, stop being hypocrites. At the end of the day, Tony Dungy, he's a great guy, and I think everyone understands that. Yeah, we got to say, be gone with you. Yeah, be gone with you. Get behind Dave me. Zareen. <laughs> Be gone with you. I call for your job. I call for you to lose your job. How about that? Yeah. I find it funny that uh, those that uh, support the right to choose uh, hate the choice to support life. (laughs) Right. Right. Man, uh, you know, and, and, and again, uh, just they they, they want everything to to want everybody to act and, you know, do what they want them to do. And if they don't, then they need to be eradicated. There's just no, no room for true diversity, uh, diversity of thought and life choice and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yes, uh, very, very uh, happy with uh, Tony Dungy uh, being a man of principle and walking on said principles and walking Friday. All right, let's move on. Finally, the um, uh, NFL has decided to start cracking down and enforcing a little known rule that several teams have been breaking this year, including the Dallas Cowboys, who broke the rule during their 31-14 wildcard playoff win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. Uh, The league has asked officials to start watching holders more closely to make sure they are not using illegal foreign objects no articles of any type may be placed on the field or used in any manner to assist a player in the execution of a field goal and or extra point attempt. Dallas Cowboys holder Brian Anger, he will, uh, he grabs a blade of grass and he puts it down in front of him so he knows exactly where to put the ball down when he's holding. But even that is illegal, and the officiating crew let him know during uh, the Dallas win. Uh, Cowboys kicker Brett Maher, he missed the NFL record uh, four extra points that game. Um, Cowboys special teams coach, uh, uh, oh, it's uh, John uh, John Fassel, is that his name? Um Fossil, the, fossil, 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 like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. He he said that the uh, officials uh, they, they talked to anger and uh, 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 just before the second attempt, 
Um, so he wasn't sure if uh, he was saying that wasn't an excuse, but uh, he, he, he and, and just thought that it was a, a unique situation. He wasn't saying that that necessarily led to the the three misses <laughs> thereafter, <laughs> but perhaps it might have played a factor. But it's not just Dallas breaking the rule. Um, the Eagles holder has been known to use some sort of marker, so he knows uh, where to place the ball as well. Uh, and the Chiefs, Lions, and Commanders are um, three other teams who have been breaking the rule. Uh, by using a blade of grass, a holder can mark the spot where he should put the ball down so that he has it exactly where the kicker wants it. With the NFL no longer allowing this, it will be interesting to see if uh, the enforcing of the rule will have any kind of impact on kickers going forward. Um what do you guys think? Is this government overreach? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, isn't it interesting? Like even our, our government, you know, uh, uh, speaking of the government and uh, society has definitely become more authoritarian in nature. And so it seems like the NFL and the referees are, are, are doing so in football and just thinking ev- about everything under the sun that they can just mess with and um, uh, d- trying to think and find different ways that they can just inject themselves in the game if they haven't already injected themselves enough as it is. Uh, can any good come of this? What is the deal? What is, is there a problem with a player pinching a blade of grass, putting it down in front of him so he knows where to put the ball, where the kicker wants it? <laughs> Apparently, I, I guess... Because that Dallas kicker missed three in a row after exactly. that. So who knows? A blade of grass, <laughs> blade of grass made all the difference in the world. I mean, yeah, this is kind of a, a completely ridiculous story. Uh, I mean, have, have NFL kickers all been like breaking records for their accuracy lately because, you know, this blade of grass and how they're placed? No, it hasn't been the case. They've been pretty much kicking it. Same they always have. Uh, so, yeah, this this is it's pretty ridiculous. They, they need to refereeing in general as we were talking about last episode they need to kind of rein it in and uh kind of get it out of the way a little bit um i mean if they're out there like digging divots or like you know making little piles to make like a little tee for them to put the ball on then sure but just sticking a little marker blade of grass like this is come on come on this is dumb. ridiculous the kickers even pull they even the put the ball on a, on a tee. You know, this is so stupid. This is the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. It's actual natural product. It's part of the field, right? You get a blade of glass I mean, or blade of grass. That makes sense to me. You know, if you're going to ban that, you know, you might as well ban all the sticky gloves that the receivers wear because that adds oh, to yeah. them being able to catch the ball. Right. You better ban the towels from the quarterbacks from wiping their hands off so the ball don't slip so we can see more fumbles. Like you got to, you know, this is bull crap just at its core. And uh, it's just, yeah. I, I think I, NFL I, needs to steal clear. <laughs> of this crap <laughs> i'm 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 wholly uh, heartedly anticipating the game the playoff game you know where the team's down by a field goal or it's a you know uh, a field goal to take the lead and and you see that ref you know with that uh, yellow flag you know cocked and loaded <laughs> blade of grass on the field as he watched exactly as he watched the oh, holder no. li- lightly you know place a blade of grass down on the ground like try explaining that to an audience to a stadium filled with fans like what's the call even 
illegal uh, substance placed on the field, <laughs> and people are like, I don't, I don't see anything. What was so illegal about the? What, what, what was that all about? And it's just a, it's just a tiny, tiny little blade of grass. My God, they cannot not right. right they cannot right. not. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, it's it's just it's just a, a, another chip chip in the block or chip in the wall rather of of, of destroying the product of football, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know. I, I kind of want to get it back to football back where we saw in the 80s where, you know, they were reducing all the rules and all the flags and all the whistle blowing. It doesn't seem like it's heading that way. It just uh, too much. Keep piling enough. on. Once you once you bring it into rule and, and once you start making it mainstream, man, you, you can you never go back. You can't go back. Once you, in, you invite that vampire in your house. Yeah, he, he's coming in here. You're screwed. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Sideline the Agenda. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Give us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. I'm Scott. That's Kevin. And that's Chris. And this has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.